This podcast is brought to you by Xander Fryer, the co-author of a new book entitled Mastering the Art of Success. In Greg's interview with Xander, they discuss the power of defining your purpose and learning how this simple process can bring more joy, happiness, and fulfillment into your life. Xander is a master coach who studied under Jack Canfield and helps his clients to achieve the success they deserve. Please listen to podcast number 658 with Xander Fryer about the pursuit of purpose. For the latest free entrepreneurial training from Xander, please go to www.xanderfryer.com backslash go. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to Inside Personal Growth. This is Greg Voice and the host of Inside Personal Growth. And I want to thank all of my listeners, Ariel, who come from around the world and have supported this show and it continues to grow. And it always amazes me uh, for all the people that are listening and commenting and uh, from all the author's books. uh, One, I appreciate every one of you out there. And today joining me from La Jolla is Ariel Ford and probably doesn't need much of an introduction but uh, Ariel, actually, we were just talking before we got on the podcast. The last interview I did was for her book, The Soulmate, um, which was back in 2009. But uh, that is one of her better selling books called The Soulmate. And then she's also got The Soulmate Secret, Manifest the Love of Your Life um, with the Law of Attraction. Uh uh, turn your mate into your soulmate. She's got all kinds of books. You can look her up on. Amazon, of course, and find all of those books as well. And her website is Ariel, A-R-I-E-L-L-E 4.com. Um, you can you can learn about her there. Good morning to you, Ariel. How are you? Hi, I'm great. How are you doing? Well, it's uh, I'm doing great. And, you know, the interesting thing is, is how this all came about. Um I was looking at this and I got this book and I said, well, um, how am I going to do an interview with somebody who's deceased, your sister? Um, And obviously you guys have made some great connections through James Von Prague. And I'm going to have you tell that story because I think it sets a context um, for this whole thing. But for my listeners who maybe are not aware um, Debbie and Ariel are sisters. Debbie is an international recognized expert in the field of personal transformation and a pioneering force in incorporating the study and integration of the human shadow into modern psychology and spiritual practices. She was the executive producer of the Shadow Effect movie. Uh, she personally led thousands of people around the world through her renowned Shadow Process Workshop, was the founder of the Ford Institute, um, she was a New York Times bestselling author of nine books, and she died of cancer February 17th, 2013, but her legendary work lives on. You know, it's ironic, uh, Ariel, is that your sister died the same date my mom did. Um, wow. And I thought that was kind of an interesting coincidence here. But um, the book is called Your Holiness by Debbie Ford discover the light within. And, you know, Ariel, what I would like to do to kind of help the listeners set a context is the book was kind of, I don't know if it was a lost manuscript that was found um, by her, not agent, but her assistant. And it was written during the time when Debbie was going through uh, her bout with cancer. 
and you aren't aware of this manuscript until you're reading is what it sounded like with James von Prague. So if you could tell the listeners kind of how all that came about, because this book was kind of a mystery until then, and now it's been brought to light and published, and I just think it's such a fascinating story. Well, here's what happened. So James von Prague, who, for anybody listening, doesn't know, is the world's most famous, highly esteemed, talks-to-dead-people medium. Mm-hmm. And he's been a family friend for a long time. And a little more than a year ago, he called to tell me that he had moved to San Diego, where we live. And he said, why don't you and your husband, Brian, and your mom come see my new house, and I'll give you a reading with Debbie, which was very exciting because James no longer does private readings. He does big groups, you know, like 3,000 people. And if you're lucky, he'll call on you. But you can't just like hire him for a private reading. So we went up there, we got the magnificent tour of his home, and then we sat down in his office for the reading, and as soon as he closed his eyes, Debbie came through, and her first message was, Ariel, you have to write a prayer book with me. And my response was, no way. (laughs) I don't want to write my own books, let alone write your books. I have no idea how to write a prayer book. And so she kept insisting, and I kept saying no, and then finally she moved on to another topic, and, and James said, she keeps talking to, be, to me about Minnie. Who is Minnie? And I was freaked out because I said, well, James, nobody knows this. You can't even Google this information, but Bo, Debbie's son, has a half-sister named Minnie, and Minnie isn't even her real name. It's just her nickname. And he started to laugh. He said, oh, well, now it all makes sense. Debbie wants you to tell Bo that when he was with Minnie, she was there too. And what he didn't know and couldn't have known was that Minnie had been visiting San Diego the week before because she grew up in Scotland and she lives in London. And it was like her second visit ever to the U.S. So I thought, God, this guys he's really good. Now he's showing off how good he is. And so through the course of the reading, you know, other dead relatives came through and Debbie would pop in with different news. But every time she would pop in, it was the same thing over and over again. Ariel, you've got to write a prayer book with me. And it was like, no, Debbie, I can't. I don't know how. Well, the the reading went on for almost 90 minutes. And, you know, she wasn't going to let up. And I finally said to James, you know, she's never going to go away. <laughs> Until I say yes, and I may need your help because I don't hear her speaking, you do. And he said, okay. And then I said, all right, Debbie, I don't know how we're going to do this, but we'll figure it out. And then as we were driving home, my husband said, you know, I spent so much time with your sister. I took her to her chemo treatments. I took her to her doctor's appointments. I ran her errands with her. And he said, I remember her telling me she had written some prayers. You know, why don't you call Julie and maybe she has copies of them. Now, Julie is the woman who ran Debbie's life and today even still runs the Ford Institute and makes sure Debbie's legacy lives on. So when I got home, I sent Julie a one-sentence email. And all it said was, hey, Jules, how are you? Do you by chance have copies of any prayers Debbie ever wrote? And she wrote me right back, and she said, well, I can do better than that. I have an entire manuscript, and I've attached it. And I was completely freaked out because I was Debbie's literary agent. 
I, you would think I would know had she written a book, especially mm-hmm. for a book. I had no idea. So I open up the PDF and I start reading. I read all 200 pages in one sitting. And it is the best thing she's ever written. It's absolutely beautiful. It's fully edited. It is a completed manuscript. So I pick up yeah. the phone to call her editor at Harper One, Gideon Weil. And Gideon is not just Debbie's editor. He's my editor. He's Marianne Williamson's editor. He's Deepak Chopra's editor. And he's James Von Brock's editor. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I said to him, Gideon, I'm calling to talk to you about Debbie. And he stops me. And he says, oh, Ariel, he said, I've been feeling so guilty for the last four years. Your sister always wanted to write a prayer book, and I always talked her out of it. And I said, well, that's okay, Gideon. Open your inbox. I just sent you redemption. And so he bought the book, and it came out last week, and it's called Your Holiness, Discover the Light Within. And the reason she never told me about it was because after she wrote it, she talked to Gideon. He said he didn't want it, so she just figured game over and put it away. So that's, that's the crazy story of how we found the book. Well, it, it is quite a fascinating story and no coincidences between James Von Prague, um, your editor, you and the story. And I think it just sets a great relationship about God and how God works, because the reality is um, your sister had this interesting relationship with God. Well, at this same time, she had quite an addiction problem. And as you read into this book, you see kind of the demon side that had her possessed, but she wasn't afraid to talk about it. And, and now you, right, right. right. And, and so I I was going to ask you when and how do you recall that she started listening to her soul's voice and talking to God and asking for help? Because the time she was down on that bathroom floor praying to God was one of the biggest epiphanies I think she had when she was in rehab. Um, obviously, she commented on how dirty the floors were because she didn't keep herself that way. But um, the point was, is, you know, you knew your sister better than anybody. Um, what did you, in the passage of all this and her connection to God, um, wh- where did you see that big link occur? Well, as you said, she she had been a drug addict. and. Um, the week before she went into her final and fourth rehab center, she had consumed more than a thousand Percodan pills as well as massive quantities of cocaine. And mm-hmm. she knew that if she didn't get sober, she was going to die. So she checked herself in. And her pattern with past treatment centers had always been that on the 10th day, when she was starting to feel good again, she would run away from the center to go find drugs. So at this fourth center on the 10th day, when she felt herself getting ready to run, instead she locked herself in a bathroom, got on her hands and knees, prayed and prayed and prayed, and had this spiritual awakening where she felt a sense of peace and calm come over her and knew that with God's help and with prayer, she could stay one more day, which of course turned into decades. So the book, Your Holiness, what it does is it weaves her narrative, her story of how she, how prayer saved her life, and then it's very prescriptive on how it can save your life, not just with addiction, because anybody can read this book, anybody who has a heart addiction, a soft addiction, 
uh, self-loathing, self-hate, procrastination, is unhappy with their life, is stuck, doesn't know where to go. She has written dozens of really beautiful prayers as well as incorporating her favorite prayers by Emmett Fox and Marianne Williamson and others. So the Mm -hmm. book is designed to be a spiritual awakening for anybody who is seeking to connect with their divine self. Well, and it is. I mean, um, she realized that from the bitter experience that only the light of her holiness could keep her safe and protected, you know, during those deepest, darkest moments. And her ego mind, as she writes in the book, in your estimation, knowing what you know about her and knowing your own journey, you know, as Ariel, which has been a different one, obviously, what does it take for our listeners to step in and reclaim their holiness? Because that's what this book's all about. Well, you know, the thing that I love about the book is that there's a couple of ways to use it. I mean, of course, I'd suggest you first read it front to back cover. But then the way I've been using it is, you know, when something's bothering me, something's not quite right, I just randomly turn to a page and find an answer and find solace. And as Debbie says in the book, you know, anytime you have your attention on God, you have your attention on connecting to the divine, is a time when you don't have your attention on your worries or your problems. So it's a really gentle daily reminder that you don't have to do any of this alone, that just like, you know, a drop of water is a part of the entire ocean, you know, there's a drop of divinity in us that when we desire to, you know, desire to hook up to the bigger God, universe, whatever you want to call it, we can have a direct descent into holiness. That's, and it's so true. And one of the things that I took out of the book was she said that we must face the places where we hold lovelessness within our consciousness and we must root it out until then we will always be vulnerable to the toxicity of spirituality inauthentic existence. Knowing what you write about, what advice do you have for the listeners to learn to love themselves first and then be able to turn that love and express it outwardly to the world? Well, you know, I don't think it's, it's an either or, you know, I think that we are all on the path to loving ourselves more, no matter who we are, we all have that voice in our head that says, you're not good enough, you're not this enough, you're not successful enough, you know, it's just part of the human condition. The thing we have to learn how to do is that when that voice is loud to become aware of it to acknowledge it and then what I do is I just say you know thank you for sharing cancel cancel and choose a new thought as opposed to being run by the negative thoughts Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that's that's what emotional maturity is all about you know I mean we have to look and see you know we are responsible for the thoughts feelings emotions and beliefs that we allow ourselves to get stuck in. And like Debbie says in the book, you know, you could have, if you imagine that we're radio tuners, we could have ourselves stuck at, you know, www.anger.com or envy.com or loser.com, or we could change the channel to, you know, I'm goodenough.com, you know, I'm inspiringenough.com. 
And it's something that we have to do for ourselves. And it's probably a daily activity. Mm-hmm. You know, the ingrained pattern used, of not enough. She used this term, hungry ghost. I don't think many of our listeners are going to uh, relate or understand. Um, how do we satisfy this quench, this urge that this hungry ghost which is it really referred to, I would say, as the ego. But the reality is it's a thing that's consuming. It's what drove her to many of the areas of, of addiction. So what would you say well, about I, that? I, here's an easier way to call it. I call it having a hole in your soul. Mm-hmm. So we all come in with core wounds. And it's different for all of us. And especially those that are, that are speakers that are interested in spiritual and personal growth. Really what we're seeking to do is to fill that hole in our soul, to, to make ourselves more complete. And the way that I do it is I have an ongoing list of all the reasons why I'm lovable and all the people that love me. And if I start to get stuck in a negative cycle where that voice is shouting in my head, you're not this, you're not that, I just close my eyes and I remember three things that make me lovable. And then I remember 10 people that love me. And I put my attention on what is true because, you know, Wayne Dyer had this great line, which I just love, which, where he says, don't believe every thought that you have. Mm-hmm. But that's what happens when we go into the negative spiral. We start having these horrible thoughts and we believe them, but they're not right. true. So we have to be emotionally mature adults and manage our thoughts and feelings and beliefs. And I think what Debbie does in this book with your holiness is she gives you a really palatable, easy way to shift your attention from negative to positive, you know? Right. I love that. I love that saying too. You know, we, um, I got a degree in spiritual psychology and we used to say, you don't have to believe everything you think. And the reality is, is that's true. That's exactly what he was saying. Now, she also writes about being humble and humility, and it's the doorway through which the divine can walk into your life. Um, if we're not humble or we think we can do it all in your estimation, what are, what are the consequences of this? Because humility is a really big thing that I think people need to learn. And she finally got to a point where she was very open to, the, to that element. What would be your comments on that, Ariel? Now, I, I think that what she came to realize and what I've certainly come to realize in my life is that, yes, we could do life alone, but we're not meant to do life alone. We are social beings. We are meant to live and be in community and family and friends. And when we add God to that, when we embrace the divine side of life, then we get like this rocket booster of, of hope and inspiration and empowerment because we don't need to go through life alone. And yes, life is hard, but that doesn't mean you can't have, you know, uh, this source that can feed you. You know, there's that line, whenever two or more are gathered. So yes, I, I always recommend that people not only remember who loves them, but remember their love of God and that God loves them and take a nice long swim in the ocean of love and mercy. That's a great way to put it. 
And I think this daily ritual of prayer that she had was really, really a good thing. And obviously the book is loaded with these prayers. I'm going to call them prayer poems, actually, almost. Um, and when we pray like that, our intention goes, as she said, beyond our mind. Now, there were times in her life when she was obviously filled with pain, both physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And she attributed her strength to moving on based upon her faith in God. What would you tell the listeners about trusting in God as kind of this ultimate source for all goodness, for healing, for anything that they're looking for? Because, you know, there's a lot of people that might be listening and say, you know, I don't believe in that. I, you know, I believe that I do it myself. Well, let's first separate God out from religion. So I just want everybody to know we are not talking about religion here in any way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. And we're using the word God, at least Debbie is in this book and in this conversation, to mean a, a power greater than ourselves, a universal force, uh, what quantum science would call the field. All right? So you don't have to even be spiritual. It's just a belief in, in an unseen power for good. And another way to, to wrap your head around that would be to think about the law of gravity, okay? Nobody denies that the law of gravity is real. Now, we can't actually see it. We can't point to it and say, there's gravity. And yet we know and trust it. So for those of you that are a bit skeptical, what I would say is, don't take my word for it. Get this book. Get your holiness. Give it a try for a week. Read three pages a day and see if you don't see a shift. The other thing I want to mention about this, Greg, is that, is that um, a few weeks before the book was published, I sat down again with James von Prague because I wanted to interview Debbie about the book through him. And so it turned out so amazingly well. She went so deep dish on what she's learned since she got to the other side and why she wrote the book that we are now making the half-hour videotape of that interview available as a bonus when anybody buys the book. So all they have oh. to do is go to um, debbieford.com, and mm -hmm. they can order the book there and then come back and not only get this video, which is fascinating, but lots of audios of her meditations. And we're going to be doing a drawing. Some book buyers going to win a free reading with James von Prague. Now, that's really a great opportunity for my listeners. So we'll make sure that we put that link up into the blog, uh, Ariel, and that it is there so people can do that. So if they buy the book through that website, they're getting an opportunity to listen to those interviews and watch the video and as well uh, get a reading with James von Prague. So again, <clears throat> we will make sure that that gets put into the blog entry for people to do that. Now, your sister, uh, she wrote about in the book, The Conscious Cleanse, and she talked about burning these negative thoughts that you've just been talking about, and she did that with somebody on the Oprah show. What advice do you have for doing this conscious cleanse? And, and just tell our listeners what it is. Um, it's based on one of her books called The 21-Day Consciousness Cleanse, where she gives you pretty simple exercises to do every day to help you remove 
your limiting beliefs, remove your negative thoughts, to transform your fears and doubts into inspiration and hope. So there's a whole 200 pages on how to do it, but it's, it's really a practice. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just something that you commit to where you don't let yourself be ruled by your old way of thinking. Because if you look at your, the way you have been thinking and your life doesn't look the way you would like it to think, or the way you'd like it to look, you know, if you keep doing what you've always done, you're going to get what you've always gotten. So maybe that's just screaming at you, let's make a change. And maybe the change should be as simple as, well, I'm going to start with this book, Your Holiness. It saved Debbie Ford's life. It transformed her life into a magnificent life. What if I just committed to saying, you know, a very short prayer once a day? What if I put my attention on something higher than the negative thoughts that I'm having? It's worth a try. I mean, the worst that could happen is you invest a few times and it doesn't work for you and you can go back to being miserable. (laughs) Or you can have an epiphany like she's had or we've all had. And I think it's a matter of like climbing a mountain, right? There's little plateaus you reach. There's an opportunity for people to actually go up, look at the path, choose their pathway and keep going. And I think all of us are trying to make that climb. The question is, are we taking lots of detours along the way or are we going to make that climb um, as quickly as we can? And some people make it very fast and some people it takes a little bit longer, right? Yeah. And, you know, I think one of the things to remember is that the way life works for everybody, not you, not me, but for everybody, is expansion and contraction. Mm -hmm. One step forward, two steps back. So just because you try something and then two weeks later you feel like you're back where you started, don't make that wrong. That's just how life is. One step forward, two steps back. You know, so don't don't beat up the system because that's how it works. It's just how we learn. That's how we develop new muscles and new habits. It's just like when you decide, oh, I'd like to run a 10K someday, but you've never actually walked three blocks. You know, you're not going to run a 10K the first day. But if you walk a block the first day and two blocks the second day, in six months you might be running a couple of miles. So I think it's time for us to be gentle with ourselves and Stop looking for reasons to beat ourselves up or stop procrastinating and saying we want something, but then, you know, hoping, wishing, dreaming, it will magically appear. Because, you know, most of what I teach is based on the law of attraction. And the law of attraction states we draw to us the people, places, and things that meet our state of experience, our expectations. You know, so we are both wanting to be in action but not obsessively so, and also be in a place of faith and uh, trust, knowing that on the unseen plane, in the field, what we've asked for is already ours. Well, and I think this book exemplifies that. And as I might add, um, I've written a lot too. And my second book was Hacking the Gap, A Journey from Intuition to Innovation and Beyond. One of the things I write about is the soul a lot and the ego and also the intuition. And I think for my listeners, what's important here where Debbie is really writing is in that realm of spirituality is the intuition can be developed. 
it gives you little bits and pieces. It doesn't just download all at once, right? It's in little segments that you get this. But if you start tuning into that, um, you're going to find some amazing things. And if you start tuning in, as she says, into your soul's calling, listening to your soul, you know, what does it want? You're going to find that you're going to actually open up new pathways of doing things in your life. So this book exemplifies all of that. It is a great um, opportunity for people to transform their lives. And what are the websites that you want to direct our listeners to um, besides DebbieFord.com, which is where we're going to have the, do you want them to go to the Ford Institute as well? Um, where, uh, well, you know what, pretty much everything is at DebbieFord.com as well, okay. not just book information, but if you're interested in taking her workshops or being coached by people she trained. And then for anybody who's looking to manifest the soulmate or to improve the marriage that they have, mm-hmm. um, they should check out my website, which is SoulmateSecret.com, SoulmateSecret.com. Right. And we'll put that in the blog entry as well. We'll also put in the Facebook links to Debbie's Facebook page, to your Facebook page, um, to your website in, in ways that our listeners can actually uh, reach out and um, touch you. Um, That's so generous. Oh, not a problem. So for my listeners, again, um, Arielle Ford has been speaking with us about this great new book, um, which is a Harper book called The Whole, Your Holiness, um, discover the light within it's filled with these great prayers an opportunity for you to read some of these prayers and also very, very sound advice into connecting to your holiness, your soul, your spirit, your higher self, uh, and great story that's attached to that. I think that many of you will awaken as you read this book. I know that I did. Um, I highly endorse this book, and I would recommend that everybody go out and get it. Ariel, it's been a pleasure having you on Inside Personal Growth and speaking with me this morning about your sister, her journey, and this unique discovery of your of the book, Your Holiness. Oh, thank you, Greg. It's been great talking with you. 